Curious. It's my pick for the 2024 word of the year. Curious. It's an important relational skill we need to help us deepen our relationships with others. Today's episode is about what happens when we're not curious about people and what we can do about it to strengthen our relational curiosity muscles that will enrich our relationships. But first, here's a word from Carol. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Thank you, Carol. Now, as with every episode, our purpose today is to help you find more joy in the relationships God designed for you. Because that's what you were made for. I'm just about finished reading David Brooks's latest book, How to Know a Person, The Art of Seeing Others Deeply and Being Deeply Seen. He's a columnist for the New York Times and the Atlantic, and also a commentator you may see every now and then on the PBS NewsHour. I'm really enjoying his book and gave several copies of it to family members this past Christmas. At some point down the road, I'll do a review of the whole book, but for now, I'll mention one paragraph that jumped out at me. The author tells a story of what happened to him at a dinner party when he was engaged in conversation with some interesting people. Brooks mentioned conversations like these come naturally to him because his job as a journalist involves interviewing people, asking them questions, and otherwise drawing them out. After the party, though, on the way home, he was reflecting on the conversations he had. And while they were certainly fascinating, they left him feeling empty. He commented that here he was asking all kinds of questions of these interesting people, but no one was curious about anything in his life. No one asked him any questions at all. Not one. Not a zilch. He didn't mention it in his context, though, but David Brooks, as a columnist for two world-class publications, the author of several best-selling books, and a TV commentator, has lived a fascinating life himself. He's traveled the world in connection with his job, and has interviewed several U.S. presidents and rulers of other countries. Yet no one was curious enough to ask him any questions. How sad for the author, but even sadder for the people he engaged with at the party. They missed out. Shortly after I read this section in David Brooks's book, one of my grandsons shared a similar story. A few months ago, he started his first job out of college in a position he really loves. Plus, he's thoroughly enjoying getting to know the people he works with. He is much younger than any of his colleagues, but they have taken him under their wings. Two women in particular go walking together on their lunch hour and they invited my grandson to join them. 
He, he describes his relationship with these ladies like this. I don't think they realize how much younger I am. He, he's 21, by the way. They're probably in their late 30s or early 40s and have been doing the same job I'm doing for about a dozen years or so. They're both moms with young kids in school, and they tell me all the drama that goes on in their families with their kids. They're fun people, and I enjoy the time we walk together. But they don't know one thing about me. They never ask me anything about my life. My grandson is a genuinely curious person. He's always asking me questions about what's going on in my life, and I can easily picture him asking his colleagues about theirs. He's quite an engaging person, so I can see why they invited him in on their walks. They are good people he works with, but they're missing out on learning how a person who is so different from themselves experiences the world. Well, then there's my friend Dick at our church. We're a small group at our church, about 25 of us. As part of our Sunday morning service, after the sermon, we discuss what the preacher talked about. The discussions are often very lively and quite interesting as people share their experiences as they relate to the sermon. One Sunday, not not too long ago, the post-sermon discussion centered on the topic of the grace of God. Our little congregation has varying levels of understanding about this topic based on what people experienced in other churches they've attended in the past. Near the end of this particular discussion, my friend Dick chimed in. He's in frail health and walks with a cane and has breathing and balance difficulties. He comes to church with a caregiver who looks after him. When he arrives, a couple of the women in our group always give him a big hug. Anyway, in a moment of vulnerability, here's what Dick said in this particular discussion. I'm 94 years old, and all the things people have just shared are things I've been through myself, and more. But no one ever asks me about them. I mean, I've even killed people. Whoa. It was a sad moment, a sad moment for our church, because Dick has wisdom and experience to share if only people were curious enough to ask. Just just saying this right now reminds me I need to act on my curiosity and engage with Dick more. I'm certainly interested in his perspective on the spiritual issues we talk about on Sunday morning. But I'm also curious about his personal life. He grew up during the Depression of the 1930s, and I wonder what that was like for him. Oh, and then there's that small matter of his comment, I've even killed people. He's actually mentioned this twice over the last several months. Well, I'll leave you with one last story about being curious. It's, it's a positive one about another grandson of mine. 
Our family was together on Christmas Day, and we were catching up on each other's lives. My grandson George had just completed his first semester of law school, and we were asking him how it went. He talked about each of uh, the courses he was taking and the professors who taught them. One of his professors in particular really impressed me. George explained him like this. He memorized every one of our names, and there were 75 of us in the class. He taught two other classes, and he did the same thing for those two. Then he had each of us come to his office individually over the course of the semester for a short meeting. He said he wanted to get to know us better. He asked us about our personal lives, our interests, things like that. And we got to ask him questions, too. I asked him how he got interested in law in the first place. Then I found out he had a couple of young children, and he told me about his wife and her love for plants and that he was a big Green Bay Packers fan. <laughs> no, no other professor does this. And, and he's, he's ranked number two of all the law professors on the student-rated website for our law school. Well, I, I'm really happy George has someone like this in his life. And I hope he gets the same professor again for another class. Not just because he was curious enough to find out more about George as a person, but also because he modeled for him what a relationally intelligent person does. They are curious about the lives of people they interact with. Now, here's a question that, that often comes up, uh, in the past anyway, when I've talked about this at uh, workshops or seminars. Someone is bound to ask the following. But if I'm curious and ask people questions, won't they think I'm just being nosy? Well, I'll let David Brooks answer this question from his book that I mentioned earlier, How to Know a Person. In his chapter entitled The Right Questions, he writes the following. While doing research for this book, I interviewed many people, seminar leaders, conversation facilitators, psychologists and focus group moderators, biographers and journalists, all whose job is to ask people about their lives. I asked these experts how often somebody looks back at them and says, none of your business. <laughs> Every expert I consulted had basically the same answer. It's this, almost never. The author goes on to say, A 2012 study by Harvard neuroscientists found that people often took more pleasure from sharing information about themselves than from receiving money. Let, let that sink in for a moment. People often took more pleasure from sharing information about themselves than from receiving money. Brooks concludes with, Over the course of my career as a journalist, I too have found that if you respectfully ask people about themselves, they will answer with candor that takes your breath away. Studs Terkel was a journalist who collected oral histories over his long career in Chicago. 
He asked people big questions and then sat back and let their answers unfold. Listen, 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 listen. And if you do, people will talk, he once observed. They always talk. Why? Because no one has ever listened to them before in all their lives. Perhaps they have not even listened to themselves. Each person is a mystery. And when you are surrounded by mysteries, as the saying goes, it's best to live life in the form of a question. Wow, what a, what a beautiful way of describing such a profound observation about the human condition. It took my breath away. So, what, what about you? How curious are you about the people in your life? And do you act on that curiosity? For me, I know now that I need to act on my curiosity about Dick, my 94-year-old friend from church. I've got to find out where his I've killed people comment comes from. Not just for my benefit, but for his. There's a story locked up within him somewhere that needs to get out to see the light of day. Imagine what the world would be like if we were all a little more curious about each other. I'm convinced we'd all live deeper and richer lives if we were. So there you have it for the word of the year for 2024. Curious. I'll be coming back to this word and its relational skill in future episodes this year. For now, though, at the bottom of the show notes, I've listed links to past episodes that touch upon the topic of curiosity that you might want to check out. In closing, I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about today's episode. I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to become more curious about the people around you and then to act on that curiosity. For when you do, it will help you experience the joy of relationships God desires for you. Because after all, you were made for this. Well, that's it for today. If there's someone in your life you think might like to hear what you've just heard, please forward this episode on to them. Scroll down to the bottom of the show notes, and there you can click on one of the options in the yellow Share This bar. And don't forget to spread a little relational sunshine around the people you meet this week. Spark some joy for them. And I'll see you again next time. Goodbye for now.